I'll ask you this again, Carl. Are the Seahawks Super Bowl contenders? Dude, you never know. Each week is flip a coin. (laughs) I saw some article this week on social media that said the Seahawks might be a uh, playoff team. Or a, something like that. Like, surprisingly, the Seahawks might be a playoff team or something like that. I mean, they're in the hunt right now. It's a three-way tie in the NFC West. The three teams are three and three. I feel like our schedule's been fairly weak to start the year. Yep. And there are a number of good teams coming up uh, that we could go on a bit of a losing streak. But at the same time, I will say that the offense has been quite surprising. Mm-hmm. Even though they didn't have a great numbers performance this week. But the D had a their best performance of the year by far, which is exciting. Hopefully that can continue. That was surprising to see, man. Kept them to nine points. A good offensive team. Are they good though? They're I don't know. They're two and four and they've looked pretty bad in, in a lot of They've looked really bad. I don't know what's going on with their offense. I mean they're they're missing DeAndre Hopkins, but other than that, they looked really, really bad. Marquise Brown out for the year too. Oh, yeah, yeah that, that just happened, right? It was, like, right at the end of the game. Yeah, yeah. He kind of limped off, like, right at the end of the game. Fuck, I didn't know. I knew he was injured. I didn't know out for the year. That's they, tough. Uh, I saw something posted the next day that said, uh, foot injury likely out for season. Interesting. So I don't know if they knew exactly what, but, yeah. Because but, uh, one of the guys I went to the game with, Adam, has Marquise Brown and his fantasy team. Yeah. So yeah. the whole game, he was, like, I don't give a shit who wins because he's a Denver Broncos fan, which also sucks. What the fuck? But the whole time he's because I'm standing up and I'm cheering and yelling on defense and stuff. Of course. And he's just sitting there watching the game very quietly, and he's like, "I don't care who wins. I just want whatever number he is number five to get a lot of touches or something like that." Dude, fantasy ruins lives, man. It's awful. That's the thing. I couldn't keep up with it. There's too many injuries every week. I don't know how you do it. Like, how much time do you spend per week? Oh man, maybe like three or four hours i'll listen to a couple podcasts at work or whatever and just do some research but i love it it's so much fun yeah i guess listening to podcasts probably helps you pick up guys that you maybe never heard of or like third or fourth string guys that have a couple guys injured in front of them right yeah or they just like even like they look at teams rotations and just like kind of predict things or whoever's gonna step up and stuff but like they just throw out a bunch of names and you can go do your own research after but it's good to hear you learn a lot Hmm. yeah no i did it one year and i'm pretty sure five or six out of the 16 weeks i did not feel the full roster because i didn't go into it to change out guys who had bye weeks or injuries that's a problem but yeah throwing bye weeks right totally there's a lot of stuff you have to look at yeah and i think uh my biggest fucking regret is going to be dropping what's his face kenneth our boy kenneth is he gone someone picked, Yo, him, yeah, up someone picked him up a few weeks ago a few weeks ago because like he, as soon as penny got hurt yeah essentially it was just like fucking so predictable, man. How many guys are in your league? Twelve. So, and do you start two running backs every week? Uh, two running backs, and you have a flex. Okay, so I'm potentially three. Yeah. So every starting running back is accounted for. Oh yeah, yeah. Like running back. Well, how so many running backs do you have on your team? I if you have three, that's thirty six. Like so four, that's just probably four or five. Five. Okay. But like the fourth and fifth guy don't play really. Yeah. Just on other people's bye weeks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Or you're hunting for injuries, predicting injuries. is a big thing for running backs. Because now running back goes from three touches a game to fucking 15, 16, right? It's a huge, huge difference. Yeah. Fucking well, Kenneth had 21 this week. He had, yeah, he had a pretty good game. He had 21 touches, 97 yards, and one TD. He had a couple long runs. Yeah. Running back stats are always like skewed, right? Per game. Because a guy like Kenneth Walker on Seattle is going to probably get the similar amount of touches per week, somewhere in like the 15 to 23 range. But some games he'll have 60 yards. Yeah. And then other games he'll have one or two broken tackles Mm -hmm. that results in a 30 yard run. And now that stat line looks pretty good at 20 carries and 120 yards, right? Yeah. But does that make him good or is it lucky? It depends who you're playing. If you're playing teams that can't tackle, then 
I guess that's a good week to start a guy like that. <laughs> How much of your uh, roster selection is based on the actual guy's physical athletic abilities versus the matchup that they're playing on defense? Oh, it depends. Like Travis Kelsey, I'm starting every week no matter who. There's always guys like that. Top running backs are going to be the same thing. <clears throat> but then, yeah, the matchup is a huge, huge thing. So usually, you're, like you're down the line, you're you know your bench guys or whatever. You're looking, you're looking at matchups and you're trying to figure out who to put on. But honestly, the starters, usually the big name guys, you just leave them. Always play them. Hmm. So if your top running back is going up against the Eagles defense, the yeah. Tampa. Well, Tampa hasn't been as good as recent, but even like the. Uh, Broncos defense has been friggin' phenomenal. You're yeah. starting them every single oh, time. Oh yeah, like you're not gonna sit Dalvin Cook or those guys, right? That's so tough. They're beasts. I get, they're gonna get a lot of carries regardless, right? They it just, just touches. They get touches, which is the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah. Like exactly what you're saying. So before the game, I tried to go get my jersey crawl, and I get down to the state. I had a pretty epic weekend. Pretty epic. I went to I went down to Seattle on Saturday morning. Me and Thurman went to the baseball, the Mariners playoff game that afternoon. That's awesome. Wow. We got to the stadium mm -hmm. at eleven thirty. The game was at one o'clock. We got into the stadium at eleven thirty, watched batting practice, got yeah. a beer, hung out. That's just cool. kinda take it in. Yeah. Seattle hasn't had a playoff game in twenty one years, so it was kinda cool. Uh guess what time we left the stadium? So does the game start at one o'clock? Game started at one o'clock. Oh fucking three thirty four. Seven forty five p.m. Holy crap! What? Did you see that game? No. It went eighteen innings. Oh my! They played God. two full baseball games. It was zero zero oh. until the top of the eighteenth when uh, uh, I think Pena on Houston hit a home run. So the game was one nothing. And it's like sudden death, like first person to score in the game is over? After nine innings, And yeah. no one scored for nine innings. Uh, no it's one. not sudden death. You play the full inning. Okay. So, so the home team up. always at bats, bats last. Gotcha. Yeah. So oh. they got a chance to tie in the bottom of the 18th, but they went up three up, three down, I think. What a game. 18 innings, man. You got your money's worth for sure. <laughs> the negative of going to a professional sporting event that they play two games instead of one, like this. Case. Hungry. <laughs> well, the food keeps going the entire game. Oh, okay. But good. they stop beer sa beer sales at the end of the seventh inning. That's a problem. So we watched one and a half baseball games without being able to get a beer. Were people getting pissed? <laughs> it was honestly, it was one of the weirder sporting events I've ever been to. Because the, I mean, as you can probably imagine, they haven't had a uh, a playoff game in twenty one years. Mm -hmm. The fans were wicked. It was really loud every single time. Jose Altuve. Do you watch baseball much? Or no? no, not at all. Okay, so you know who Jose Altuve is? Nope. He's a midget, and he plays for the Houston Astros. He's like a legal midget. He's like four foot seven. Oh, <laughs> he plays for the Houston Astros. We're gonna we'll see him come up here, and I'll point him out. Okay. Uh, he, the Houston Astros won the World Series maybe four or five years ago, and they got caught. They cheated at the yeah, end yeah. of the season for cheating. That. Yeah. They would have a uh, a garbage can in their uh, in their uh, dugout, and they had someone like sitting in the in the stands, looking at the catcher's signs, oh. and then relaying it to the dugout. And they would hit like the can one time for a fastball, two times for no way, <clears throat> yeah. So it's on Even, camera, but you can see there's evidence. Yeah, and Altuve wore a uh, like necklace mm -hmm. that has a had a buzzer on the bottom of it, mm. and they would like buzz them. So he would like one buzz is, is fastball, two buzz, curveball, whatever, That's whatever. Wild. And so every single time for the entire game, 18 innings, he must have batted 32 times. No, I'm just kidding. But it seemed like they batted so many times because there's two full baseball games. But every single time Altuve comes up, the entire crowd is just chanting, cheater, really? cheater, oh cheater. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's pretty wicked. Every time they announced them. Uh, like next up to the plate, Jose Altuve. The entire forty-seven thousand people are just booing. Boo! And then as soon as he gets into the batter's box, cheater, cheater. It was pretty good. These Seattle fans don't mess around, eh? They'll let you know exactly what's oh, yeah. up. It was awesome. But 
So it goes nine innings. It's tied going to the 10th inning. Probably like the 11th to 15th inning were kind of like a sleep fest. Mm -hmm. There wasn't really a lot going on. There was a few uh, base runners that got on base, but it seemed like every inning was the same. <laughs> like you would sit down in between the inning. As soon as the next batter came up, you'd stand up. There'd be three outs. You'd sit down. Then the batter comes up and then you stand up. And it was just like the same routine over and over and over again for like two and a half hours. <laughs> wow. And it kind of felt like the whole crowd went into this little lull that I don't know if it was like beers wearing off. So you're kind of like sluggish. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was kind of quiet for a bit. And then uh, Macklemore was there because he's from Seattle. Right. Okay. And so he, they gave him a mic and he came on the big screen and he like did this big pump up thing. And then the last couple innings were like pretty loud again. But it was kind of weird to see the emotional roller coaster of a game that lasted six and a half hours. That's a long game, man. A lot of emotions. Yeah. People must be getting tired and hungry. The toughest thing in baseball is like, um, managing your pitchers right right so like the starters in playoff games often get pulled in like the somewhere between the third and fifth inning and then you go bullpen guys that are pitching like maybe one one and a half innings so when you're getting to like 14 innings you're like oh shit we barely have any pitchers left <laughs> we've used seven guys already oh, we have two left how long is this game gonna go so it's kind of interesting to see them they sent a couple starters mm -hmm who had pitched in the last few days mm. from the dugout into the bullpen just to like be ready if they needed another couple innings. Gotcha. It's weird. Because you can only have so many guys. I think there's probably like eight guys in the bullpen, something like that. Uh-oh. Is he going to score? Oh, yeah, yeah, I got it. 1-1. One, one. I hate Houston so much. They're like the Patriots, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. They've been very good at baseball for the last decade. Mm -hmm. They've won a couple times, I think. Yeah. But they also got caught in like a, the cheating, cheating scumbags, yeah. Anyway, before the game. Uh, so, yeah, very epic weekend. That was a really fun game, even though they lost. It was pretty cool to go to a playoff game. Mm -hmm. um, the next morning, I wake up pretty early change hotels because uh, we were meeting the other people at the new hotel the next day. Drive into downtown, go to the pro shop mm -hmm. early at like 9.30. Yeah. Because they told me, they'd called me the week before and said, okay, the jersey's ready. Do you want us to ship it to you or do you want to pick it up? I just say, well, I'm going to be there next week and I'll just come grab it. So I go into the pro shop, ask them, and they're just dumbfounded, have no clue where this jersey is. <laughs> Really? Yeah. And the guy was actually really good. His name was Chris. He he apologized a bunch of times after looking everywhere. He takes down my phone number and says, we'll figure it out, but don't like stay here all day. Go do your thing and I'll call you when it's done it, or when we find it. If you're close, you can just like come by on the way to the game. If not, just tell me where you're sitting and I'll come drop it off to your seats. Wow. And so I go have a beer, watch the morning games. We go into the stadium at like 12. Game starts at 1. At the kickoff, he calls me. <laughs> and, and I don't answer because it's so loud. You didn't even hear And it, so yeah. I just text him. I'm like, hey, sorry, the game just started. Um, I'm at our seats and I don't really want to leave. So if you don't mind dropping it off, great. If not, I can come grab it after the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, no worries, I'll come. I'll see you there in 20 minutes. So he wow. comes down and I'm kind of like right in the middle of the row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he comes to one side and he's like looking around and I wave at him and he's like, okay, I'll be right back. And he goes around oh. the other way because it was like three people closer. <laughs> right, right, right. And he comes into the row and gives it to me. And I, I just said, oh man, thank you so much for doing that. Can I buy you a beer or something? Mm-hmm. He's like, man, you don't know how much I wish I could have a beer right now. <laughs> but he's on shift, right? He's yeah. working right yeah. now. Oh, man. But big shout out to Chris. Great Chris service. did a phenomenal job. Yeah. The jersey is a little big, <laughs> but that had nothing to do with Chris. Chris was wicked. <laughs> it's a Quandre Diggs gray jersey. Quandre Diggs gray. We're going to see if they can get me a different size because it's way too big. <laughs> But it looks wicked. It looks really wicked. 
Otherwise, it might be a gift to someone because it's pretty big for me. <laughs> <laughs> the gray's nice, though. Mm. This is the midget. Look at him. Oh, Dude, yeah. he's like 12 inches shorter than the umpire. Watch him when he goes up to bat. All you fans out there know how much oh, man. Yeah, everyone hates Jose little. Altuve. Look at how short he is. How tall is he really? <laughs> five foot half inch. Jeez. I, honestly, I don't know. I would guess five four. Five five, maybe. Crazy, crazy. It's like Muggsy Bogues. You figure it out, the little guys. Remember that guy? Charlotte? Yeah, I do. I do. Space Jam. Uh, all right. Football game. Let's go. Football. Oh, one other thing. I'll, if people are listening that are considering going to a game this year, have never been to a game, or want to splurge and get some wicked tickets, here's my recommendation. And this is through a lot of market research. I think I've told you this before. The best rows to sit are rows 8 to 20. Row 5 and below. I sat in row three one time thinking like i had a client who bought a house that was like the gift to him was getting tickets my bro and so i was like let's splurge a little bit for this gift got row three mm -hmm. and it's too low it's too low it's too low so why you just your, your angle of the entire field and it's, it's tough to see things when the football is at the other side of the right. uh of the field even if you're in the middle of the field at the 50 yard line when it's at either goal line you can't really see over the sideline. Interesting. Like the guys on the sideline. So like the far corners, the far side, you don't really know what's going on. You have to watch the TV. Oh, You're sucks. too low. That sucks. Versus row. So now knowing that, that was like four or five years ago. Now knowing that every single time I'm looking for row eight to 20. 25 is fine too. Once you get up to like 30, you're kind of like pushing into the second deck and then you might as well save some money and go to the second deck. But like eight to 20, primo. That's good info right there. We sat row two this week. Oh, that's why you're saying this. Yeah. Okay. And it's the same experience. It's cool to be down there for pregame. Like you're really close to the guys. It is, it's kind of wild in real life to see how massive these humans look. And uh, it's cool to be close to the sideline. You're like 10 yards away from Kyler Murray running off the sideline. We were on the... Uh, on the visitor side of the stadium, mm -hmm. but being row two is just too low. You're just looking at helmets. Huh. It's weird. And there was um, a section in front of us. So we were row two, then there's row one. And then right in front of that, they have like the, some recliners. There's oh. like eight or 10 recliners. Okay. And apparent, apparently we are talking to one of the people sitting down there and they're like a thousand bucks a ticket, but you get unlimited booze and food all game. You Are just, you serious? You just text. Yeah. It's like included in the ticket. And for $1,000, fuck, man. That's pretty yeah. cool. You're never going to spend $500 USD in, in food and booze individually, right? Yeah. So you just text like a phone number, you like the customer service, and they bring the food down to you and the wow. booze. Yeah. It's pretty cool. But is it like, like once again, the view is not the best. You're underneath the helmets now, right? Like so row two, you're yeah. kind of just above, so you can see anything that's happening on your side of the field. It's decent, but you don't get like the bird's eye perspective to see the entire field. Yeah, like you don't see the line. Like for example, when the quarterback is dropping back and the O line stands up out of their stance in front of them, you can't really see the quarterback anymore. Right, right, right. Which is not ideal, especially Kyler Murray. <laughs> oh, especially that guy. Imagine if Jose Altuve was out there. Jesus. <laughs> Gonna be able to see him above people's shoes. Where'd he go? <laughs> but so I was, we were chatting about it with our group. We're like, that's kind of cool. They just bring you food and booze all the game. And my comment was, I'd love the like unlimited food and booze. That'd be kind of fun. And you just text someone and they bring it to you. But can I sit in like row 10 and they can bring <laughs> yeah. it to me there? <laughs> you bring the recliner up? Yeah. It's one of those things that, like, unless you've done it, you never know. Like assuming, let's say like you're, uh, you work for a big corporation, you have a really good year, they give you like this bonus at the end of the year and it's these $1,000 tickets to the Seahawks game. You're probably fucking pumped, right? Yeah. Like, holy shit, we're on the field. And then you get to the game and you can't even watch the game. <laughs> you're watching the so TV. Yeah. And you have no idea before you get the tickets, right? No like, clue. That's the thing. 
That's good. Good eight info right there. Eight to twenty. All right, football game. Um, I'm I'm a bit stuck on how to explain or how I feel about the Seattle Seahawks this year. Because offensively, they have outperformed, I think, the sum of their parts. The individual people are outper- they're outperforming. They're looking better than I thought they were going to look. Like, seeing them only score 16 points against a pretty mediocre team is yeah. a little disappointing, especially mm-hmm. coming off two games where they were like 48, then 33. They were up there, yeah. And Gina looked a lot better. It seemed like they took a bit of a step backwards in terms of the scheme this week. And it seemed like they went back to ultra conservative. Like third and sixes, they're running the ball down the middle for three yards and punting. And that happened not one time. That happened like eight or ten times this football game. It just, uh, I'm not sure if... And I think P. Carroll has this tendency that when they're in the lead whether it's 6-3 in the first quarter like it was this week, he naturally goes to, okay, like, let's try to protect this lead Mm -hmm. that early in the game, which I don't understand. Right? Like, Geno's had a pretty impressive year for what we thought coming into the year. Yes, yeah. Why not? Like, he seems pretty comfortable in the offense. Let's test it a little bit, right? But it just seemed like... Drive after drive after drive, moving into the second and third and fourth quarters. It was just like, let's be as conservative as possible to not turn over the ball, to just punt it away and play this field position game. And even like with that, like even in the passing game, like a lot of the passes were short little passes, right? They weren't really forcing anything down the field. Everything was super quick out of the pocket. Did he throw one deep ball this week? I don't think so. I don't remember one. And it's so funny because you can see like Noah Fan had seven targets. So usually if you're targeting your tight end, you're not going deep plays, right? I don't mind a tight end getting that many targets if they're in the right play scheming, right? Like if they're in the play action rollout, the tight end is running like a 10 or 12 yard out and he's the check down guy because DK running the corner is double covered, Yeah. right? Except, yeah, I agree with that 100%, except just like DK and Lockett both only had two receptions, and I think that's where we struggle. We're they didn't throw the struggle. ball at all. Yeah. How many, like, he might have thrown the ball quite a few times, actually. He was 20 for 31. So, I mean, I'd say 31 is slightly low. Just, yeah, just under 200 yards, zero TDs, zero interceptions. So it's just like nothing, he didn't really do anything, right? He wasn't really given the opportunity to do anything. That was the problem. Like I said, there was so many third downs, man, throughout the entirety of the game where it was like third and six, third and five, yeah. and they run the ball every fucking time. And then they just, how many punts? How many punts? There's a punting at the bottom. Six punts. Six punts, that's a lot. And yeah, like the play breakdown is like 31 throwing attempts and 30 carries or rushing attempts, so it's like 50-50. That's a bit much. Seem Their first drive of the game was their best drive of the game. Yes, like always, like every, every fucking first quarter they play. And then second is okay sometimes, but then third, they're usually the dead. And then fourth, Atrocious they pick it up a bit. Right it's there? so predictable. Yeah. They're... Moving forward, I would like to see them be a little more aggressive. Yeah. This is the thing, Right. They're not a good football team. We know that. They know that they're not. They're not the Buffalo Bills. They're not the Kansas City Chiefs. They're not even the San Francisco 49ers. Why not, like, why not play a little more aggressive? Like, the game, the way that they lost last week was so shitty. And, like, we, we know this is a rebuilding year, right? Like, everyone knows that. I agree with you. Just go for it, man. Our rookies are sick this year. I think we should be more aggressive. Nothing to lose. It's just going to be so bullshit to look back at the end of the year. They're 3-3 three and three right now. Mm-hmm. Let's say that rough 500 record continues the rest of the season, and they finish like, what do they play now? 17 games? Mm-hmm. So 8-9. and nine. 
That's so what you predicted. Eight and nine, yeah. roughly. Yeah. And they missed the playoffs by one or two games. We're going to look back the entire season and think about how many fucking times they ran the ball on third and four and did not, and then punted and be like, what was the fucking point of that? We lost that game by three and we punted seven times because we ran the ball on third and four every single fucking time. Yep. It'd be kind of cool to see them make, like, to be in contention to make the playoffs at the end of the year. Knowing that, like, because then I think, then I think people start giving Pete a little more respect. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. He won the Super Bowl. He got back to the Super Bowl. Then had a bunch of bad years, right? 2014, I think they lost the Super Bowl. And then, like, there was a bunch of really disappointing things that happened in between there. Mm-hmm. The star Russell Wilson leaves come into this year assuming that we're going to be in the bottom of the division rebuilding year and they make the playoffs that'd be kind of cool i just uh doesn't seem like their offense wants to score a lot of points no and we don't know if that's coaching or do you think gino's still not as comfortable as he should be or i don't think it's gino no I think it's the scheme. Play calling, yeah. I don't know who's in charge of that. I don't know if it's Pete pulling the strings or if it's Waldron. Mm -hmm. I can't... I don't see it being Waldron, though. Because I feel like they ran a pretty aggressive system in L.A. Yeah. Where he was the O.C. So it's Pete. Good old Like, they ran such an aggressive system that they've had two years in a row where they're the leading team in the NFL in interceptions. Mm -hmm. Last year, Stafford led the league in interceptions. This year, Stafford leading the league in interceptions. So I don't know. It it is very positive and exciting to see their defense play a little better. Yes. It is really cool to see them get a little bit of a pass rush going. They had six sacks this week. Mm -hmm. I'm into that. Let's continue that next week. They had three turnovers, three turnovers, one on downs, sack on fourth down. They had a huge. So the momentum of the game was was totally switching when Kyler Murray had, I think it was third and 11. Kyler scrambles, gets the first down, mm-hmm. and slides head first. Yes. And as he's sliding head first, do you remember that play? Mm-hmm. He, uh, the ball got punched out and uh, Tariq Woolen gra- yeah. uh, landed on it. That was such a massive, massive turnover in that in that game because you could feel the uh, Cardinals, the momentum kind of switching into their favor. And then uh, Tariq has the pick late in the second half too. Four picks in six weeks. Yeah. Guy looks like a stud. Tied for get first out, place in the league. <clears throat> Standers hit one off the wall. I mean, Tariq Woolen has been fantastic. Right, you made that comparison to Richard Sherman early He's a stud, on. Man, he is a stud. not me. I mean, like you can kind of see it because he's a big, athletic ball hawk as a corner, right? Yeah, that's a what Sherman was like. But the NFL, like the league, is compa- comparing the two. I've seen so many memes on on social media the last few weeks talking about like uh, I think this is one I saw today. Richard Sherman was taken 154th in the draft. Mm-hmm. Tariq was 153rd. Oh, wow, that's crazy. That's creepy. Sherman in his first year had uh, four interceptions. Currently, Woolen has four. Mm-hmm. You would assume that number is going to grow because we're six weeks in. Um, and then I think there was one other thing that was compared between the two, but they're such similar body types, man. I think they were both like 6'3, which is big for a corner. Tall, yeah, yeah. They're. I mean, Willen's like one of the fastest guys in the league, but Sherman was fast, athletic, physical, and got a lot of interceptions. Mm-hmm. No, it's fun, man. The, it, like, we're three and three. Like, beginning of the season, like, we would have taken this gladly, right? And we were like, I mean, we know it's a rebuilding year, but it's like pretty dope to see all the rookies that are stepping up. We have two rookies on the O line, Cross and Lucas, yep. that are getting pretty sweet playing time. And it was the first time two rookies have started on O-line since 1970. Uh, Boy Maif, is that how you say it? Maffe. Maffe? I think so. Boy Maffe. He's a rookie too. He's been been helping with the pass rush on defense, right? He's a big lad. 
He's a big dude. <laughs> He's a fucking big, big yeah, dude. Yeah. Another one, Kenneth Walker, obviously running back, getting yeah. a lot of touches, making most of what he's getting right now. The last two games, he's looked awesome. So good, eh? Yeah. It's poor Penny. Who else is left? He cool. doesn't look like a big dude, though, no. as a running back, but no. he's quite physical, and he breaks a lot of tackles. I feel like he's got a really solid base. Like he's got, Yeah, like his, maybe. His legs are so strong. Yeah. He kind of reminds me ass, of Chris right? Carson a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. But skinnier. Carson was a bit more like a brick. You think so? Yeah. And maybe that's just because he's young, right? Mm-hmm. He's 21. That's crazy. As a rookie. That's crazy. Another rookie we're not big fans of, Kobe Bryant. So everyone knows I've been very hard on Kobe Bryant this year. Rightfully so. His performance has been subpar. But this week he had a much better week. His, his problem is the reason that uh, Tariq Wollin is really good. Hmm. His coverage is not bad. Mm-hmm. Kobe Bryant, he's usually in the right positions, and he is a similar, like, pretty athletic, bigger corner. He's not as tall as Willen, I believe. But the problem is he just he hasn't turned his head around one time this year. Do you think he figures it out, or...? I mean, there has to be some sort of messaging from the coaching staff. Even, how about Tariq in the huddle, man? Bro, turn your fucking head around. Yeah. Watch what I That's do. That's what Willen... I know. That's what Willen is so good at, right? Mm-hmm. He is such, he's fast and athletic and quick and covers really well. And then it's, being a corner is not easy, right? It's so hard. You're playing against the most athletic humans on the planet and they're running patterns and you don't know where they're going. Yeah, right? That's so crazy. That's so crazy. <laughs> but it's like little cues, like when a receiver is running and their eyes go up, that's when you turn, right? Mm-hmm. And it, maybe it's a little bit of intuition too. No, um, it has to be. Like, athleticism will only get you so far, but, like, IQ, learning people's strategies, studying film, game tape, right? Like, So that's what Sherman was so good at, right? Yeah, yeah. And he knew it and trash-talking. He, he yeah. was fully fully accepting of taking chances. Yeah. And uh, it seems like Kobe Bryant is trying so hard not to fuck up. But they were, like, calculated chances, right? Like For sure. And he'd get beat a couple times a yeah, game, right? yeah, yeah. But he'd also make huge plays when it counted because of that intuition, right? Yeah. And But Kobe Bryant had a much better game this week. Much, much better. So if that is signs of things to come, I'm excited. And he's a rookie. Yeah. Like, yes, we're hard on him because it sucks losing games and it's very frustrating as a fan watching, mm-hmm. like, losing a three-point game to a team that is very beatable. Or who do we lose to week two? Like... I was the Falcon? No, we, was it? Oh, the well, we did lose the yeah, Falcons yeah, yeah. last week or two, week, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. It was the 49ers. That was a bad one. No, who's the other one? The 49ers are are a pretty good team, so I'm the not Saints? super upset to lose the them. The Saints? The Saints and the um, Falcons. Are Falcons. Yeah. The Falcons are one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah. But they won again this week. Man, this week was kind of crazy. This week was super weird. Should we go into that? Um, yeah. So the things I wanted to mention was, um, yeah, Walker looked great. The Cardinals are not good, but but um, our D looked so much better with six sacks, three turnovers, giving up nine points. Um, <laughs> my comment on the third and twos are, we've been stopped 2,800 times in a row running on third and two. Why the fuck do we keep running on third and two? And it's so predictable. <laughs> it's so annoying. Every time they do it, I think of you and your comments too. It's so funny. Because you know it's coming. I can't be the only one that is seeing this. No. No, you can't. I'm not that smart. Yeah. I just like watching the Seahawks, and the f- they're so predictable. <laughs> so predictable. The Falcons beat the 49ers 28-14. So that's a big win, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's big for the Seahawks, too. Mm-hmm. But the Falcons, the first, like, three or f- three weeks of the season looked like the worst team in the league. Yeah. And then they beat Seattle, and then they beat... Was it back-to-back weeks? Did we, who did we lose? We oh. lost the Falcons last week? Oh, I can't remember. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. Everything's starting to blend together. <laughs> Anyway, it doesn't really matter. But then they beat the 49ers. Yes. And that's a good win, man, for them. Now they're, is that their second win? Third one. Are they 3-3-2 three and three two now, maybe? Uh, let me see here. I cannot remember the NFL this all over the place. No, I couldn't either. 
It's so cool as a fan to watch. They're three and three. They're three and three too. Yeah. The morning games, I'm pretty sure there was, if I was to, this is why I'm not, not in pick'em pools anymore because it's ridiculous. It's just a crapshoot. The people that win are like the people like my mom. Yeah, 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 I know. I know. My mom used to be in our pub pools and the r reason she would pick teams is the city that she would most prefer to travel to. So if like Miami played Cincinnati, she'd pick Miami every time. It didn't matter if Cincinnati was 17 and 0 and Miami was 0 and 17. It didn't matter. She's picking Miami. That's how she picked it. And teams. it just worked out. And she would win like one week a year at the pubs. Yeah. yeah. And it's not like there's 15 people in these pools. There's like 250 people in these pools. <laughs> there's just so many variables and so many things that can change. Okay, look at the morning games. These are the teams that I would have, the games that I would have predicted yeah. wins. So Minnesota and Miami was kind of a coin toss without Tua. I mean, Minnesota looks decent this year, so maybe that's a Minnesota win and they won. Mm -hmm. New England, Cleveland, probably picking New England, but they're starting their third string quarterback, Zappy, who is like, who knows? But they blew out the Browns. 38. I know. And then this is where it goes all fucking sideways here. So Atlanta beats San Fran. Crazy. Pittsburgh beats Tampa. Wild. The Bengals and Saints have a really close game. I guess that's kind of like a coin toss to those two teams. Yeah. The Bengals are looking better. Maybe uh, maybe they're going to be a, a playoff contender now. Uh, the Ravens lose to the Giants, which is a pretty surprising. I don't understand how the Giants are winning games. I don't understand. They're five and one. They're five and one. <laughs> They're better than the Cowboys. They have one of the best running backs in the league who's healthy now. And I think they have a pretty good defense. Yeah. Then Fuck. The Packers get blown out by the Jets. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. The Jets are a different team this year. I don't know what the hell happened. The Jets are four and two? Yep. Yep. Jets are four and two. And they, do they have any good wins in there? Uh, they lost to the Ravens, then they beat the Browns, lost to Bengals, beat the Steelers, beat the Dolphins, blew out the Dolphins, and then blew out the Packers. <clears throat> they played the Broncos next week, so they'll probably win 104-3. to three. Fuck the Broncos. Russell Wilson still sucks. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing that the Broncos have had four primetime games. Yeah. And have yet to put up 20 points <clears throat> in a game. Their defense must be the best in the league because they're in every single game. <laughs> Against everybody, yeah. Yeah, and they can't score. It's it's. I don't know what to say. I don't know what's going on over there. Russell Wilson, I don't know what's going on with that guy. Something seriously wrong is going on with that guy. But, man, like looking at it now, the Seahawks made a great decision right you get a sick rookie rookie draft class that are performing and you see what's going on with the broncos and russell wilson hindsight's always 2020 20. yeah when the trade happened it's a little bit bittersweet right as a rational human my initial thought was probably the best for the franchise moving forward because <clears throat> say best case scenario russ has three good years left he's 32 33 whatever Plays decent, like plays good until he's 36 and then goes downhill quickly. We do not have enough pieces around him to stay in the ballpark. Yeah. We do not have enough pieces around him to win a Super Bowl in the next two years. So you might as well, might as well get a few first round draft picks, right? Mm -hmm. They got two first rounds, I think. They got a second round. They got Noah Fant. They got Drew Locke and they got a lineman, I think. <clears throat> But no, I wasn't opposed to the trade at all. But it is a—it's just a little bit bittersweet seeing the guy who, yeah, who brought the franchise to a legit Super Bowl contender a handful of years in a row, won a Super Bowl, got to another one, like poster child of the franchise for ten years, leave, but and it didn't end well. No, it was kind of ugly at the end. It got a bit strange. <clears throat> He obviously was showing some frustration that maybe the fans didn't see mm -hmm. behind closed doors because you could kind of read between the lines and hearing what, um, what's that, GM? 
Schneider. Schneider, yeah. yeah. John Schneider was saying and Carol was saying. Even just the way they were running the offense, like you could tell that they were not necessarily doing the same things that Russell Wilson thought they should be doing. Mm-hmm. So it kind of ended weird, but <clears throat> as a fan, I'm, I wasn't bad. I wasn't upset to see him go. And looking back now, obviously that was the right decision. Yep. No, I agree. Like Gino's stats are way better than his this year. I know. Both teams are three and three. I think. I mean, <clears throat> the Broncos probably have more upset potential in this football season this year because their defense is so much better. They're two and four. They're two and four. Two and four. Yikes. <laughs> Do you think they make the playoffs though? If you were to guess right now, do they make the playoffs? No. I think the Chargers figure it out and just stay a couple games ahead of them. And I think the Chiefs are pretty much a guarantee at this point. Although the Bills-Chiefs game, I think now that Josh Allen is number one and Mahomes is number two. I think there's a little bit of a separation. What do you think? I didn't get to watch it because it was at the same time as the game and I was at the game. So it's hard for me to say. My thought still, and I don't know what's going on with the Chiefs this year, why they aren't as good as they should be. Mm-hmm. Is it their O-line? Like, what? what's the problem? Uh, I don't know, but they lost Tyreek Hill, which is probably pretty big. And I'm not sure about their O-line. But they're 4-2. and two. If I'm starting a franchise today and I want to win a Super Bowl for the next five years, I'm picking Patrick Mahomes. Over Josh Allen, eh? Josh Allen's number two. Hmm. I'm still picking Patrick Mahomes. I think he has more magicianry. And that may or may not be a word, but I don't care. Because all of you know what it means. <clears throat> I just like that style of QB. Josh Allen's a different style. Josh Allen wants to put his head down and get hammered six mm-hmm. times a game. Yeah. And yeah. I do not like that at all. Because at any point in the season, you could get to a Tagalova Viola. Yeah. And be out for six games. Yeah. Whereas what I like so much about Russ was that he was so smart when he ran. He was athletic and quick enough and uh, fast enough to run and get out of the pocket and and prolong plays and create. And Mahomes is better than him at that. Hmm. And he's still young enough that he's still good at that. And he doesn't get hit. No, he doesn't. When he gets outside the pocket, he'll gain six yards and he'll He's really smart about it. Whereas fucking... Josh Allen's not as bad as um, Baltimore's guy. Lamar. Lamar. <clears throat> but he still gets hit. Yeah. And, like, they call, they, they call like, designated run plays for him. And I just don't, you I don't, don't like, like that. that. Yeah, that's scary. Putting your number one piece in a position like that. Okay, so you're... Anybody else, right? If your running back goes down... Yeah. Whoop-de-doo. I know. Fill in the blank, yeah, yeah. right? Next guy comes up to get those touches, yeah. There's 180 dudes that could be almost as good as that guy. When your number one quarterback goes down, yeah, you're fucked for three years. Yeah. All right, so you like Mahomes over Josh Allen. My, my question, my next question, the Eagles, are they a real team? Are they a contender? The only team that's 6-0? and Every week that goes by, I say I'm going to watch more Eagles football, and then I don't. Yeah. They're 6-0. They're beating okay team, mediocre teams. We looked at their schedule last week and we were not impressed. Totally. And they beat the Cowboys this week, right? Yes. Yeah. Was it close? What was it twenty six seventeen? So kind of. I've heard <laughs> that they have a good defense, and I've heard people think Jalen Hurts is playing good. Six now speaks for itself. Are they the number one Super Bowl contender? In my opinion, no. No. But I would like to try to watch some Eagles football so that I can have a little more input. Honestly, there's not many impressive Eagles games. Everyone they play is so bad. It's bad. Yeah. The best team they play this year is probably going to be the Saints or the Packers. They haven't played the Giants yet? Oh, I don't. It's so hard for me to count the Giants. I'm pretty sure they did. Are they 4 and 2 or 5 and 1, though? No, they haven't paid. They play uh, the Giants December 11th. Okay. So coming up for them 
It's more shitty games, man. Steelers. Like, Steelers, Texans, Washington, Colts. Yeah. yeah right? So they could be 10 and 0. Yep, easily. Very and then they easy. play the Packers, who are pretty mediocre, to be honest. Still struggling, have no offense. And really. then they play the Titans, mediocre. Mm-hmm. Giants, maybe the best team on their schedule yet. Which is crazy. Then the Bears. Shit. It's trash, yeah. Then the Cowboys again. Then the Saints and the Giants. They don't play a good team this year. They could be 17 and 0, Carl. And lose first round. Yeah. Second round, yeah. <laughs> that is the most gen- generous schedule I've ever seen. That is unbelievable. I remember- they don't play any NF- AFC good no, teams. No, no one. They don't even play. It's kind of weird, actually. They don't play. They don't play the Rams, uh-uh. the 49ers. Well, they played the Cardinals, so they only played one team in our division. That's weird, isn't it? Being in the NFC. Yeah, that is kind of weird. They played the Cardinals. That's it. Looks like someone's favoring the Eagles. And they beat them by three. You never know, Carl. Maybe next year they're going to be America's team. America needs then to what? decide. And then the Eagles are yeah. Then the Eagles are going to get thirty-two primetime games. Oh my God! That <laughs> Thursday game was so brutal too. It was a twelve-seven. The Bears and the Commanders. There's been one touchdown in the last two Thursday games, and both times I almost threw my TV out the window because of how boring <laughs> they were. Watching defensive specialists. <clears throat> There's so many. I mean, I get it. The Thursday game, nobody wants to play it. <laughs> I think you have to put some shitty teams in there just to not piss off the good teams. Yeah. And not fuck over the good teams. But the Sunday and Monday night games should be the best game of the week every time. Change the schedule. <clears throat> Make it the best of the game of the week every time. I agree. Why was the Bills-Chiefs game not the Sunday night or Monday night game? Isn't that crazy? <clears throat> Why? It doesn't make any sense. Let's look at next week. <clears throat> Let's yell at people who are making these schedules. Next week we got Steelers Dolphins. Dolphins still don't have a good like KC 49ers play at 125. Put that in the fucking Sunday night game. Nobody wants to watch the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Steelers or the Dolphins. You know what Tua's coming back for next week? Is he actually? Or yeah. is he gonna get hit on the first play of the game and then go out for another six? Well, weeks? we may see our first NFL death, so we'll see. Jesus. That's but I think scary. he's playing. I'd rather watch the Baltimore Ravens and Cleveland Browns than the uh, Steelers and Dolphins. Yeah, that's not a good game. Not a good game. Why? Dak Prescott's ne- back. Next week, all the good teams have buys, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Buffalo, Minnesota. the Rams, Vikings, and Eagles all have buys. <laughs> those are like four of the top ten teams. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, those Get out of the way early. <laughs> NFL, what's his name? Goodell. 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 Roger. Please change the Sunday night game to Chiefs 49ers. Thank you. <laughs> Week eight. I mean, he can rely on me for <laughs> any scheduling purposes. Teddy, you were right. Packers, Bills, Sunday night game the next week. Yep. Not terrible. Nope. Rams, 49ers play each other, though. That could be a good one. Next week. Next week. Titans, Chiefs. I mean, it's all, I guess it's all teams that they think are going to be decent coming into the year, but it just never works out that way. But like they should be able to adjust, right? And see what teams' records are and switch the schedule. I think they should adjust the Sunday night game every week because you know what day you're playing on. It's always going to be Sunday, just they can switch the times. And it's not like they're switching it the day before, so they're screwing up guys' schedules. They're telling you on Tuesday morning. Yeah. I think they should do that. Every single week, they should put the best game in Sunday night. What would it do for the ratings? Well, uh, more teams or more people would watch for sure. Exactly. And you don't get these stupid dead games, right? Exactly. Thursday nights have been atrocious, but... So bad. Like... Chiefs Bills is such a prime example, man. These are the two best football teams in the league. Maybe put the Eagles in that conversation too right now, but two of the best teams in the league. Why not? I'd watch How many that. more people would watch? Probably another five million people would watch if it was Sunday night. 
Yeah. Because everyone's watching their own team. Yeah. During the morning, during the afternoon. Do you know who plays on Thursday this week? I don't know. Probably two shittiest teams. Yeah, the two and four Saints and the two and four Cardinals. Uh, Saints, Cardinals? Yeah. Again, Thursday night is hard to do. Thursday, you can't really change. Thursday is such a shitty time. Such a short turnaround. Yeah, yeah. Two days will not be enough. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's get out of here. Uh, preview for next week. Mon- uh, Sunday, 1 o'clock, Seahawks in L.A. against the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Prediction. Well, last week I predicted the Seahawks would lose, and I was wrong. So I'm going to predict that they lose again this week, <laughs> hoping to be wrong and keep that going. Uh, I'm hoping it's going to be more of an off- offensive game on both on both sides. What do I want the score to be? Be 27-23, somewhere around there. I think it's pretty close. I think they're not good. And I think... Chargers are not good? No, we're not good. Oh, yeah. I don't think the offense can continue to play the way they're playing and put up any points. It is pretty shitty watching how conservative the offense is playing. So I think next week they're going to lose 33-20. to Wow, big game, eh? The defense is not good. Nor no. like they had a good week this week against a, an offense that is really struggling. Yeah, I don't know if that continues, and I think the Chargers are on the way up instead of the Cardinals are definitely on the way down. I agree. All right, perfect. Let's go, Hawks. I would hope they win. Just for the record, I really, really. Really would like them to win football games. Just my confidence level is low based on a handful of things that we've discussed very often on this podcast. One of which being the young guys on the defense. Two being the pass rush, which, yes, showed up this past week, but uh, hasn't been there for the previous three or four years. And I still do not have faith in our offensive play calling over and over.